And welcome everyone to Films with the Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight for the first time is my girlfriend, Nicole. Nicole? Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. And tonight, Nicole and I will be reviewing a Netflix movie, which also has a small release in theaters, Triple Frontier. Uh, Yes. Yes, Triple Frontier. Uh, This is a film by J.C. Chandor, who you may know from the director of All is Lost, Margin Call, and A Most Violent Year. I've seen two of those and like both very much. Uh, All is Lost is, I think, his best work to date. Um, Nicole, have you seen any of those? Um, I should probably make a disclaimer right now that I am not up to the standard of movie watching (laughs) that Brennan is or anybody else in this podcast. I'm probably the least... Uh, familiar with movies, so no, I don't know any of those titles you speak of. Well, you know, you're the, but, you're the um... outside perspective, so. <laughs> well, I'll try my best. And uh, <laughs> it is also, so it's J.C. Chandor directing, and the writer, which you'll definitely get a lot of feel um, in here for that, is Mark Boll, who is uh, the writer of Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty, uh, both Catherine Bigelow films. Uh, Hurt Locker won Academy Award a few years ago. I guess it's probably closer to ten years ago now, but um, it's a good it's a good team behind uh, behind the camera, and this stars Ben Affleck, who I think we all know, uh, good or bad, uh, Oscar Isaac, yeah, who I, yeah, we can go into Ben Affleck later, but uh, Oscar Isaac, who uh, one of my favorite actors working today, um, Charlie Hunnam, who I think most people will know from Sons of Anarchy, if anything, um, and a couple people who are in some smaller things Garrett Hedlund uh he was in a movie called Inside Lewin Davis and I'm Broken are the two movies that I've seen but I can't remember him he kind of blends into the background and uh I I think he kind of does that here too um and Pedro Pascal uh is the fifth member there's a it's like a five-man group here and um he is I think a lot of people will know him he had a couple episodes on Game of Thrones uh but I know him from uh the second Kingsman movie Kingsman the Golden Circle um, and then this also has uh, Adria Arjan or Arj- Arjara. Uh, I hope I'm, I'm probably butchering that last name. Um, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not quite. She's the only thing she's been in that I really have heard of is she's in True Detective. Uh, she plays Emily in the first season. Um, you said she was in the best movie of 2018, I think. Yeah, she is. A, <laughs> she has a small part in the Melissa McCarthy movie Life of the Party. <laughs> Which Nicole that's is a big fan that of. I can get into. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to be something we review anytime soon. I guess it could be, but um, should have been up for best movie of 2018 at the Oscars. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. No, it was up for nothing as it should be. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm going to read a quick uh, synopsis and then we'll start to go into spoilers. Uh, so this is about five former special forces operatives who reunite to plan a heist in a sparsely populated multi-border zone of South America. For the first time in their prestigious careers, these unsung heroes undertake this dangerous mission for self instead of country. But when events take an unexpected turn and threaten to spiral out of control, their skills, their loyalties, and their morals are pushed to a breaking point in an epic battle for survival. Oh shit! That's a pretty. I think that's a pretty good synopsis. Sometimes the synopsis are a little so. broad, but I think that's a pretty good. I mean, that's pretty no. much the plot right there. Um, it leads it leads you to want to know more of what the hell you're talking about because when I first heard it, um, I had no idea what that meant, so I didn't know what I was getting into. But I'm glad that I uh, took the chance. 
I think we should preface before this too, uh, Triple Frontier, the name comes off of uh, a tri-border area in South America between uh, Paraguay, Argentina, and Brazil. We actually did not know that going in. Yes, we're very uncultured. I had no idea what that meant. I was making guesses that were very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, your guess was, as, again, as good as mine. I wasn't I wasn't familiar. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, I guess, where the name comes from. So uh, I'll break things down, how we score things here. Uh, we have four categories that we rate from one to five, uh, and that are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall feel and resonance of the film. Is it as good as the sum of its parts, better or worse? Um, so starting with the plot, uh, Nicole, what did you think of this plot, which we've pretty much already laid out, of Triple okay. Frontier? See, I gave this movie a four um, for the plot. Now, in my perspective, I saw two plots of this movie. I know that we'll discuss this further on, but I, I definitely saw two plots. Um, the first one is like the first third, I would say, of this movie. Um, the five guys that are the lead roles of this movie have to go in and kill this drug lord in South America. That's the first plot. That doesn't piqued my interest i'm totally not into like guns and fighting and shit like that so you know that was all fine and good um the second plot was them trying to escape post killing the um drug lord that held my interest a lot more i was totally into that i was on the edge of my seat for a lot of this movie so um that's that's what drove my four score yeah i think that's a good a good way to put it i i also gave it a four um, I think I, I agree with you pretty much all the points on that. The first third, yeah, I'd say 45 minutes are, is definitely, you know, it's kind of a, a traditional setup. And once I mean, if you're into like war movies and fighting and guns and stuff like that's, to- that part's totally for you. It was interesting. Yeah. Again, this is for the writer of Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. So it's someone who knows how to write. Uh, for military people, and these are these are ex uh, special forces people. So I guess we'll talk about them a little bit and where this <laughs> film starts. Uh, Santiago is uh, Oscar Isaac's character, and <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll think ahead. Uh-huh. And he, he is working as like a military advisor, uh, collaborating with. Uh, some of the police in I can't I, I think they're in Colombia to start the film. Uh, I thought they were in Mexico, so it's really unsure. It's wherever your heart desires them to be. I think I don't think it matters. Yeah, uh, according to the summary, it says that they're in Colombia. Oh. But I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, you're. Right. I mean, I don't think maybe there's a flag in the background, but other than that, it's not. <laughs> it shows our ignorance here. Um, I was only Some, able to tell somewhere foreign. I was only us. able to tell whether they were whether they were speaking Spanish or Portuguese. That's how I could tell the difference and whether they're in Brazil or not Brazil. Um, so, so we start with him uh, mostly, and they immediate Oscar Isaac's team, which is not our team. Later, uh, they take out. The, they have like a nice little firefight at the beginning, um, and they take out like these lower lower rent drug guys drug smuggling you know it's a it's like a low-end cartel faction. it was a filler for the beginning to get the vibe for yeah, sure Yeah, to get to get you introduced to oscar isaac who i think i would consider him our lead in this and mm-hmm. um we also meet his informant who is flees the scene and they meet up later in kind of a trickery like i don't want you know i don't want our both of our sides to know we're working together uh and uh 
that character is named Yovana. Yovana. They they literally called her informant the whole time. So yeah, okay. Know. So we'll call her informant since that's what they. She. I mean. Uh, so she's Oscar Isaac's informant on this cartel, and Oscar Isaac's whole goal here is to kill this. He wants to kill this mob boss named Lorea, and. Uh, Lorea, he's been down there for a long time, and Lorea has been the one he's been trying to get. He start, he kind of, he's kind of the guy who starts with good intentions, and then you know things don't work out the way you planned, and now he's just like, I need to go outside. Who, Oscar of, Isaac? Yeah, yeah, he wants mm-hmm. to, because that's his whole motivation to begin with, is to kill Lorea, and mm-hmm. um, to do this, he doesn't think he can do it within regular channels. He goes back and enlists the help of the other four main characters. So that's Ben Affleck's character, uh, Tom, who is like a divorce down on your luck. What is he? A realtor? Um, yeah, he's so, selling, trying to sell condos. Yeah, he's selling <laughs> condos. And, um, Charlie Hunnam is doing like a motivational speaker tour to like soldiers. Yeah. To other soldiers mm-hmm. about like, you know, being, being PTSD in and all that shit. Yeah, definitely yeah. PTSD. And then, uh, uh, Garrett Hedlund and Pedro Pascal are Ben Miller and Francesco Morales respectively. And, uh, uh, ben is like a MMA fighter, and Francesco's is like manager, I guess. So, oh, okay, that's news. It's fine. I, I think yeah, they didn't. That's what it's I, actually. Oh, go ahead. Like, I'm sorry. This like leads into the character aspect of this for me. Um, yeah. So, what do you think of our our principal five characters? I mean, I like I totally understand the necessity for giving the backstory of these people, but like it was unnecessary to me. I, I don't know. Maybe I just I thought that the whole um, scene in the MMA locker room was bullshit. Like, if you're gonna get these guys to do this ridiculous, life-threatening thing, you're not just gonna fuck around in like a locker room. Oh, you think you're gonna do this with me? Oh, maybe I'll do it. Like that was so. Um, it was it was kind of childish to me. I don't know. I didn't care for that part. Yeah, they had. To, I mean, they had to get it set up. I mean, I guess they weren't as economical with their time as they could be. They really could have condensed this first. I mean, it's a two-hour movie. They probably could have condensed this first forty-five minutes into mm, 25, 30 maybe. Yeah, I agree. It would have been that. tough, but like, I think they want to try to get us a feel for the characters. Which I guess on a scale from one to five, what do you rate the characters in this movie? Um, I actually gave him a 3.5. Um, like I said, I think it was necessary to give the backstory of those characters. Um, but I, I don't understand how all these characters went in so willingly. They were like, oh, all right, I guess I'll just leave my whole friggin' life behind to go with you to the friggin' rainforest to go kill some dude. Like <laughs> He entices them with things. money. That's how he gets, he's like, it's a drug lord, he's rich, we can rob yeah. him and kill him. Like, that's, that's his pitch. Um, Yeah, I mean, I get what their end goal is. They all need money. They're all washed up from their war days or whatever. But um, it it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way that, like, we'll take Ben Affleck, for example. Um, He is a realtor, and he's divorced from his wife and has two kids that he needs to provide for, and he's not making any money. So, I mean, I I get his conflict in his head but he was so willingly after like 45 minutes he was like okay i'll do it <laughs> like oh all right like your kids don't matter to you that you're just gonna go run in the rainforest but whatever you know yeah we just had to we, we had to get them all to the point where they would accept and what mm-hmm. he does is he pays them all with his own money 17 grand to go down unbeknownst to them he they think it's gonna be some government thing they go down and kind of stake out the house and they're all gonna so they're gonna break into this guy's house 
when his whole family's at church except for him where he's got only three guards guarding the place because you know they had the intel they staked it out and that's the, the pitch is you know he's only got a few guards we can just you know incapacitate them we don't even have to kill them all we have to do is kill this one really bad guy get a bunch of money that he stole already or like you know got through nefarious ways and we're out of here they so the they set it up or they do their best as they can as these are fairly moral guys you know they're military guys who weren't crooked in any way they don't you know they don't they do the right thing and this is well, and they're going of, in there thinking they're going to get at tops a million bucks yeah they think like, that i think that's... they said 30 million was at the at the beginning was the most they were oh, going to get yeah it was oh, they would each walk okay. away with a couple million or something and oh, they needed okay, to pay yeah. they needed to pay the informant a few million they had to pay like their getaway people later on that we'll get to now a few let me tell you i think that the informant is probably the most important character in this because she is like life or death situation here she can either blow up their whole spot and tell the drug lord um, what the business is, or she can stay loyal to Oscar Isaac, who, by the way, we didn't say is she's pregnant with his baby. So she's got a moral decision to make, and it's very important to know what she's going to do during this. Yeah, I think that pregnancy thing, actually, in the beginning, which was kind of almost a drop line, I almost missed it until you said something the first time. Um, it, it's, I think it's a key to keeping, why does she help? this guy like mm-hmm. when she's so in deep with these other people it really it, it humanizes her in a way that you know some of like like some of our side characters like garrett and pedro's characters kind of are just you know they're kind of goonish even charlie hunnam's character but that adds a little bit of depth to her and her loyalty is you know that helps them get as far as they do you know in the first oh place. yeah i think she's the most important one of the whole thing for sure at least in the first half um because she kind of uh, goes away after that so oh, we'll, yeah she's gone after the first half so, so. They've, they've planned the whole thing out. They've all agreed to do it. They're, I think they're going to get a little bit of money. They go in. They're professionals. They take out the guards. Don't kill anybody. Real easy. And they're in the house, and they're in, like, his office or whatever, the, the drug lord's office. And they see there's fresh paint on the ground, and they're like, oh, fresh paint. And it's a bit of a logic jump, but I guess these guys are pros, and they know how to do this. <laughs> they're like, oh, fresh paint. Money's in the walls. Let's just start yeah, ripping right. the walls apart. Like, it's literally that. They look at a fresh can of paint, and they're like, oh, that's... That's what the walls are painted. Yeah. Oh, they must have put money in. And sure enough, they start ripping the walls apart, and there's not a couple million dollars. There is how much money Oh, my God. Hundreds it's, of the, millions of dollars. The money is fucking insulation for the house. Yeah, like, and then they just keep tearing <laughs> walls, and they're like, there's more money. And then they keep tearing walls, and there's just more money. And, like, they – so the whole thing is they, they rigged a bomb in there to blow up at a certain point so that they can just, you know, get out of there and uh, get rid of the house. Um they haven't found the drug lord yet. They took out his guys, but they still haven't found him. So he's somewhere. He's either in the house or somewhere else. But they start filling duffel bags with money. Oh, my God. It's insane crazy. Insane amount. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like an insane too amount greedy, of money. Too greedy amount. Like, they should have dipped out of there way before they got all this money. And that's the whole thing here is like, yeah, they, they you know, it's the first it's the first moral hurdle is they went in there to take a little bit of money. They haven't killed anyone. But now they're like, oh, there's so much money. Like, let's just take a little bit more than we were going to come here with. And guess who's the greediest of all? Take one guess. What character is <laughs> the greediest of all? Uh, we'll give it a pause. Ben yeah, Affleck, it's Ben Affleck. Of it's not, and it's not close. <laughs> and he, he, you know, everyone else is like, we got to get out of here. We have a time limit. Those guys are going to come. The His other guards are going to come back from the guarding his family at church any minute now. And lo and behold, Ben Affleck, you know, he's like, oh, let's just take a few more bags. And they 
they waste too much fucking time and the big next round of guards come back and now they're like oh we can't make it out of here unless we kill these guards so now they're already compromising we were just going to kill this one guy granted they're drug lord guards so you know they're goons whatever we'll just kill them um it's already a moral it really pissed me off like they brought Ben Affleck in to be like the brains of the whole situation. I think he was and like their this, captain or something, but yeah, yeah he's an he, idiot. He's he is the not the brains. That, yeah, he's the one that's supposed to be like, he only went in for the recon to begin with. Like, he wasn't going to stay for any more. And they all egged him on, oh, please stay. And then this bastard has the audacity to stand there and be like, we need more money. Like, come on. You already know you're about to get killed. Yeah, he. Stupid. He's definitely um, not likable to start with, and honestly, for most, come on. <laughs> there's a few movies I like him in, but in this role, no, he's not particularly likable. Uh, Oscar Isaac's the likable one, I think, and even, I mean, Charlie Hunnam's fine. I actually kind of like Pedro Pascal, the pilot of the. Of oh, the... the other guy reminds me of Dax Shepard a lot. I thought that's who it was. <laughs> Which one? the The big guy, like the big young guy. The other one that you didn't say. The fourth. The. <sighs> I don't know the guy who says him. dumb lines every once in a while he's like Who? probably yeah yeah he sucked that, <laughs> the that, MMA fighter <laughs> that's Garrett Hedlund I don't I mean maybe he's a fine actor and other things but he's like the weak league here he doesn't really do anything for me and honestly no. Charlie Hunnam's we haven't talked about his accent I think oh he's my God, supposed to be American to this is perfect time to talk about it okay so if you're familiar with Charlie Hunnam he is a British actor who has done a role in sons of anarchy a tv show where he was straight up american man okay like his accent never came through i actually didn't know that he was british until like way after that show ended so he did it really well this one was fucking terrible he sounded australian i didn't know if he was supposed to be post um british coming to america type of thing but it was awful yeah (laughs) i gotta agree with you there it just didn't it did (laughs) not work like, every once in a while I was there, and that's the thing, is like, he can do it, he's done a whole show where he did it, yes. but for some reason it was it was bleeding through here. I thought maybe he was doing an Australian accent, because yeah, it sounded kind of twangy. But... It was definitely something that, to think about when you were watching it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's not really what I was hoping for or looking for from him, so a bit disappointed, but I think we're... So we, we've kind of gotten through the part, and this is where it picks up, I think. is So now they have this stupid amount of money. They get it, they kill all the guards, they get out. Charlie Hunnam gets shot, but it's not bad, so they get out. And um, they have just, I think they had $250 million is what they were able to take Something out. Something ridiculous. They left a bunch there and just burned the house down because they couldn't take it all. It was ridiculous. So they, um, they meet... Uh, they meet Charlie Hunnam's contact, who has a helicopter that they can use. Pedro Pascal can fly. So they hook the money up in, like, this giant net that hangs beneath. All well knowing, they've got way too much fucking weight, okay? So now they're yeah. just like, oh, we're going to cross the Andes Mountains at a high altitude with this 11,000 pounds or whatever it was, fully well knowing that they can't do it. Okay, right. Exactly. Cause they were, yeah, they were expecting only a few million dollars, so they were expecting a few mm-hmm. duffel bags, and that, they were, like, grabbing bags randomly in the house to fill. <laughs> like, they, they were grabbing, like, the, like, uh, like a flower suitcase. Yeah, yeah, come just on. Just to fill money. So, but they, they're like, we, we're not leaving. And I think leading the Chargers, Ben Affleck, we're not leaving the money. We're not just leaving it here. So, um, they take, um, they take a stupid amount of money they take pretty much all of it 
they uh, they agree to fly their informant and her brother, which is the reason the informant's been working with them the whole time. Not yeah. the full reason. I mean, she obviously has a thing for Oscar Isaac, but her brother was. Who doesn't? That's all I have to say. Yeah, I can I can see that honestly. <laughs> Um, but they, uh, they, uh, drop them off, give them a little bit of money for, you know, for her troubles. Um, her and Oscar Isaac have like a tender goodbye. Ben Affleck says something snarky and dumb that he, he's just suspicious of her. (laughs) Whatever. Fine. And, um, so the helicopter scene, I'll let you talk a little bit about the helicopter scene because that is, that is some tension. That is some good JC Chandor directing. That is really a really good scene. Oh yeah, it was really good. Okay, so they they know full well they've got way too much fucking weight in this thing. And instead of saying, oh, we should just drop the load that's hanging off the, the bottom of it, they're like, let's throw out, like, three bags. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to work. So they toss their bags of money, just watching the money fly by, and they're trying to get through this one main dip in the mountains, and obviously they're not going to get through so the whole one side like explodes <laughs> they even so this is the part that stressed me out the most is yeah so they can't carry all this weight up the the uh to the top and they have a choice of either dropping the 200 million hanging from the plane that's causing all like the draft problems or they can push out the 50 million that they have in the cabin with them and they're like maybe if we push out the 50 million it'll be enough and i'm like that fucking giant dangling ball of bags <laughs> is the problem like release that oh you keep 50 God. million you're gonna make it over that's it like that was but... i feel like the movie could have ended after that if they dropped the bags on the bottom like it would have been over oh yeah so no we wouldn't have had a... that's why we had to keep the bottom we had to show that but... they were greedy and like you know their morals already been corrupted they've already killed people they didn't it's plan all on been affleck's fault it's all been affleck's i mean fault. everyone Anywho. else was complicit it wasn't all <laughs> we're, we're being hard on him he's definitely the worst but like he's like <laughs> So, yeah, they don't drop the bags. So now they're spiral- spiraling out of control. They end up in this field. It looks like some uh, crop field. It's a cocaine field, says it's one of the guys. It's a cocaine field with all of these workers in there, and they've all got knives and guns and shit. So they, now they got. Do they have sh- guns? I think they're. They, they might have yeah, them. Yeah, the one like... had a gun in his in his belt. Oh they yeah, right. they're they're but they're like they're like you know lowly armed they're like real small time like worker bee well there's a lot more of them than there are these five dudes i guess sure yeah but you know these guys just killed like a bunch of armed guards in a plate like these guys are the 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 best of the best these five guys are trained and like right well now they're crashed in the middle of this field and they've got all this money obviously they don't know that there's money in those bags but any doofus can tell that it's money and these guys are like, oh my god, they thought they were the DEA, so they're about to kill right, them. Right, so... that's the thing, they're in a cocaine field, they thought they were DEA, so that's going to cut, because Oscar Isaac was trying to calm them all down. That's a really good um, writing point there. Like, I would have never thought of that. That was really good, I like that. No, it automatically adds tension to, yeah, you think it's weird that this fucking helicopter just crashed in your middle of your field out of nowhere, and the, all these bags are hanging, are there. And like they, um, and yeah, so just that added little bit extra tension kept it really that whole helicopter scene is tense. The tension's still good here, so um, they end up paying off like the main guy. They sh- so because they shot a bunch of people. Because they shot a bunch of. They didn't shoot everyone, but they shot a, one guy. Pulled out a knife out, and Ben Affleck shoots one, and Pedro Pascal is like covering from a distance. He shoots a couple more. So like you know, because they got they got jittery. Um, and so they have to go now to the main guy there. They, they pay him off. They pay off for the families. 
uh, and they purchased some mules for them so they can <laughs> tie all the bags to these mules and walk up the Andes Dude. to try to get out. And that's what that's the scene that uh, I think Nicole, you had tears running on your faces when they were oh going. They were, the mules are going around a tight cliff. Yeah. So now they're walking through the mountains and they're trying to get to their destination, which is, is this building out to be a disaster. Like you already know, this is going to be ridiculous. And there's this one scene that they're walking and they start, um, Charlie Hunnam and the other guy that I think looks like Dax Shepard started arguing <laughs> and <laughs> the, the mule gets like, uh, scared and falls down this, like the, the, the earth starts to crack a little bit and it falls away. And then all of a sudden this fucking mule falls off the <laughs> The, the, mule, the mule falls off the cliff oh and like God. you see him like struggling all the money, and go all the money out of the bag yeah rips out of the bag and oh my god i cried <laughs> she did she cried um the poor fucking mule was so sad i mean once they get <laughs> once they get around the cliff and they can't take the mules anymore because it's too like rocky or something them. they just take all the money and they leave the mules they just like scare scare them off so now these Oh the surviving God. mules are just wandering around in the middle of nowhere. I can't. I can't. It's so sad. So, so now they have no mules. They're still decently far, not as far, but they've been camping overnight too because they just they're just fucked. And they um they are now like they take bags and like like they string them all together sure. and they're like dragging them around and then they yeah. drag them to a pile and then they take the pile like they just kind of leapfrog over and over again and it's just, it just crazy. looks awful this like, is where they start to lost me to, excuse me to lose me a little bit because like who the fuck's doing all this i'm sorry i would be so exhausted there's no adrenaline left for me to do this like i'm scared i'm in the middle of the freaking andy's mountains i'm not doing this i'm sorry i'm not I'm taking money on my back and I'm going. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. They still want to save as much as they can, but cause, because, you know, again, they're greedy. But um, they uh, so they're going up this real rocky cliff and they're about to get over the hump and they start getting fired on and they don't see who they're getting fired on. And so they all kind of do their military thing, take positions and stuff. And um, at one point, Ben Affleck's at the top and he gets a clear shot at one of them, takes his head off, gets a nice clean shot on him. And then Ben Affleck turns around, and there's another guy, like, right up. He's got the high ground on him. And um, fucking shoots and kills Ben Affleck. Blat, blat, blat. He fucking like shoots him right... Like, he does that cinematic thing where he looks up, and the guy looks at him, and he <laughs> and it does, like, a close-up on him. And you're like, oh, who's going to save him at the last moment? No, he just shoots him in the head. Ben Affleck's dead. Ben Affleck is dead at this point. <laughs> and, like, you see... And then one of the oh other guys God. shoots the one guy who shot Ben Affleck. They go over to Ben Affleck, and he's all... Like he, his eyes are like his eyes are open. Oh, he's got he's, like the hang- he's got a square shot right in the head. Like he's done. Yeah, he's it's done not though. like an injury and like last dying words. This dude just flat dead like nothing. <laughs> like so, like they're all shooken up. They kind of blame each other. The one guy was shooken. burning money the night before to make like a fire because he wanted to be because uh, it's it's cold, you know. And um, you know they were warning him not to, but uh, they they see that the one guy who shot Ben Affleck was one of the villagers from the, uh, from the place that they killed those other guys when they crash landed. So these guys have been tracking him the whole time for like, you know, revenge or whatever. 
But, Which um, is just ridiculous to me. Okay, you've already been paid off. Like, you're not going to... I'm not, no, I'm not think, trekking I through I think it was implied that that guy was the son of one of the guys that... Uh, I'm not like, trekking through. Maybe I'm different. I don't know. I'm not doing that. Like, I'll just take my money and go. Like, that's just well, how life I, goes. I, I don't think you would have done any of these things. So you kind of got to put yourself in the... agree to do this to begin with. You got to so. put yourself in the shoes of guys who think they can do this and, you know, aren't making much money. They, they feel like this is... You know, it's from their friend. They trust him. Right. Um, well, now they gotta carry that friggin' body. Yeah, and this is where they, they lose me. Bring him. <laughs> this is where they lose yeah. me. I understand, like it's it's probably a military thing. It's it's just a decent thing. You take your friend's body back when he dies, but fuck, like <laughs> like <laughs> like they're already carrying all this crazy money. Now there's one less guy to carry money, and they gotta carry his dead ass. Well, and... then they decide that they need to drop some money because they can't carry all this shit. So they drop it in this gigantic like dam that's like there. Like a ravine, yeah. Like a canyon. Well, they do so. that. They do that because they send um, uh, Garrett Headland's character ahead to the town. Check and, that their mode of transportation is still there. Yeah, to see if the boat's still there to take them take them off. And um, they run into, and he's like, he comes back. He's like, it's like a ragtag squad. They have a few, you know, professionals, but for the most part, it's just a bunch of like teenagers with guns. Like kind of. They're like all a, waiting for them to get down there with the money, right? Because it's the drug lord's army is kind of like waiting in all the ports, and they're like, and they're all like, well, we gotta, we can't, you know, we gotta drop the money. We can't get by them quickly with carrying money like this. And so now this stupid amount of money, yeah, like I hate this part because they've worked all this time to painful. get this money there, <laughs> and like now they've got zero money when. It's all fucking Ben Affleck's fault anyway, because he just no, man. To take he's a like their bit. brother, brother in arms. We got to carry. They they're literally carrying Ben Affleck's dead weight for the rest of the movie, <laughs> like because oh my God. that's and, usually how every actor with him is. <laughs> so they so they shove as much money as they can in like their pockets <laughs> and their weight vests or whatever. They um, go through this town at night. Um, have some confrontations with some people. I mean, at this point, I, I don't know about you, I was starting to, I was like, alright, the, the good stuff has happened. This is like a foregone conclusion. Oh, yeah, the, the, the final third to a quarter is so dead to me. It's just because, like, any movie could have those scenes in it. Oh, there's cars following us. We gotta chase them down. We gotta do that. Like, ah. What did you think of, like, the visual and sound? Because we didn't, we talked about a little bit of, like, some of, like, the camera work in that middle half, but uh, as, like, a rating, what do you give that? Um, I actually gave that quite a high score. I gave that a four because it, the, the lighting really kept me the whole time. You know, you could tell the difference between when we were supposed to be feeling, um, anxiety when we were feeling warmth, you know, just having them all together as a team. Um, and it was sunny and bright out. I felt that, um, the music was really cool. They played Metallica in there a couple times, which was pretty cool. They did. They played quite a bit of Metallica. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. So I, I definitely got the vibe of the music and everything with that one. So that was good. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I'm usually the tougher grader, but I'll go a step further. I gave it a four or five. Um, oh yeah, I, I mean, I've never given a perfect score yet to any of the movies we've reviewed, but because we didn't do Life of the Party, but. Yeah, that's not anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, that whole that everything from when the helicopter starts going to when Ben Affleck gets killed, that In whole that is incredible. That is really really good, and it's because of the way the sound works, and it's because of the the camera work of it all. Like it is just it's tense, tense, tense. It's really really good. The beginning, I mean, and the rest of the movie is, no, no, nothing's wrong. Everything's competent, but because of that middle chunk is just really, really, really good. 
uh, I got to give it a, like a, a four or five for that. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll go through the end here real quick. They, they, you know, they got to fight off some people. They, but at this point they've agreed killing, no more killing people. They've already killed a bunch of people. They didn't intend to kill. They've already left most of their money behind. They had, remember they had 250 million to begin with and now they're down to, you know, we, no, we don't even know. Um, and they, you know, they got out. They're them. all egging Oscar Isaac on to kill people. He's got his whole moral conscience behind him. He's can't do it anymore. This is not what he came here for. He came here to kill one dude. So, yeah. Now they've, you know, they've kind of gone overboard. The whole thing's falling apart. It was supposed to be a quick get in, get out with a little bit of money. And... <laughs> this is why I hate this kind of stuff because it really is. It's like I, I, I don't care for stuff like that. Like, I, like I don't know. It's not. Yeah, you rated it pretty it's, good so far. You were definitely into it in that middle part. Oh, I sure. was, for sure. Yeah, no, that really kept me on the edge of my seat. Uh, so, it's, yeah, I mean, I think at the it, it ends not what I was expecting, and I not really, I mean, there's some parts, okay, so I'll get the ending. They get away, whatever, like, there's not really much. They have a little car chase, they get to the boat, and it cuts away to them in... And, you know, another not, we don't know which South American country mm-hmm. it is, but, um, they, uh, they're divvying up their, they're divvying up what little money they got. They got away with about 5 million. So it's about a million a piece, a little bit more. And, um, Charlie, uh, Charlie Hunnam starts it off going, I leave my share to dead Ben Affleck's family. And, um, <laughs> and then they one by one, you know, are like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to crumple up this contract and leave it to Ben Affleck. And then, it, you know, Oscar Isaac's the last one in the room and he's like, all right, fine. Just give him the whole thing. So they leave all, what do you, what did you think of this move? Oh, um, I mean, it's very admirable. I feel like if I was not Charlie Hunnam and I was one of those other guys, I would be total dick mood if I didn't do it. <laughs> I'd be pissed, Charlie. I'm like, God damn it, man! Now we all have to do yeah. like, 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 because they're soldiers. They're good. Like, you know, they just did all this bad shit. But at their heart, at their heart, they, you know, they just, you know, wanted to do, you know, what they consider the right thing. But um, that's yeah. fine with it. I'm fine with that. So they that's leave good. them all. Yeah, I. It was, it was painful for me. Like I know it was the right <laughs> thing to do, but it was painful watching all the money throughout this whole movie get burned and thrown away and just like destroyed. And then this last money they could have had and they, and they give it away to, you know, I'm sure Ben Affleck had a nice family. We met his daughter early on. She seemed fine, but yeah, I mean, whatever, fine. And so it ends with them all parting their separate ways. And Charlie Hunnam hands, uh, Oscar Isaac's character, a little note and it has coordinates on it. And, uh, and he's like, yes. in case you ever want to find it or go back or whatever. And I think it's implied. The coordinates for the canyon. Coordinates for all the money they left yes. in the ravine that they threw off. So, uh, Triple Frontier 2. If so we're wrong, we possibly, sound really stupid, but I totally think that's what it is. <laughs> I think that's, I think that is what they, what they did. And that's a lot, that, that's the most majority of the money they left in there. It's probably at least a hundred. Oh yeah. Like it's a good amount of it. Uh, but that's the end there. So, uh, as a feel and resonance, what do you give this, this movie? Um, overall feel, I think I totally give it a four. I'm not into this type of movie whatsoever. I don't like guns. I don't like watching people get shot. I don't like drug money and shit like that. But the middle of this movie really kept me on the edge of my seat and, um, it fucking made me cry, which is funny. Um, but I felt the emotion. Yeah, you never from, cry at movies. I know. I felt the emotion from every character. They all really did a good job. They all seemed like they were really into it. So I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah, I yeah, get like. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, I, I really enjoyed that middle part. That's what made it worth it for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. The middle part is, it's some of the best stuff I've seen this year. I mean, it's still early in 2019, but it's, um, and it's it's all, I think, the director, J.C. Chander. If anyone hasn't seen All is Lost, I really recommend that movie. It's a, it's a one-man performance by Robert Redford, but, and the, all his movies he's, he does are very different from each other, but the tension he creates is really strong and it's really, really, really strong in that middle, mm -hmm. middle hour, I would say. Uh, the rest of it's not bad. It's competent. Um, so yeah, I, I also give this a four. I think it's at least as good as the sum of its parts. It's a, it's a good movie and I, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, I guess that brings us to, uh, Nicole, would you recommend Triple Frontier? Oh, definitely. I thought, you know, that was a really good movie for, for people that enjoy a lot of different genres of movies. So I definitely uh, recommend this one. And I, I definitely agree in case it isn't clear. I I, um, I really like this. Um, I liked it more than Margin Call, another J.C. Chander movie. I liked it better, actually, and people call it blasphemous than this. I, I liked it better than Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. Um, and people love those movies. Um, oh, I don't even know, so I can't tell you that. <laughs> they're but... they're they're darlings. <laughs> they're they're. Um, I mean, Catherine Bigelow is a great director, but uh, yeah, this just and it's getting you know good reviews, but kind of mixed. Some people aren't getting it, and I'm I'm just struggling to figure out this why. One? Yeah, it's got a 72 on a Rotten Tomatoes, which is okay, but the user reviews are in the six, the you know, mid-60s. I got... even said to you while we were watching this that this was pretty easy to follow, so, you know, that's sometimes that's difficult for me, but this was pretty straightforward. A lot of the complaints are, was around the characters being boring and, like, they didn't like the moralness. I, maybe maybe they were expecting to go in to see a big blockbuster shoot them up, and that's not what this is. It's it's uh, oh, much no. better than that. It's not bullshit. It's, um, it's a, oh, yeah. it's a really, and it's a, it's a good movie because in the hands of a lesser director and writer, this is a bland, boring, it could have been lost for nothing sure. movie. Even with the good acting, it's good acting for the three and a half of the five principal characters. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think it's really the directing with a lesser director. This is a flat, bland, boring, whatever movie, but the, that middle, yeah, we keep saying it. That middle hour of tension is just so good, and the they rest were of like it, squeezing each other's hands type of thing. It was, <laughs> it was like yeah. He he's just really good at making that happen, and so if, if I mean I I would I mean, we both would absolutely recommend this. Um, but I think I think we've pretty much exhausted it. It's on Netflix right now, so this is the first one where you don't have to go pay and see and it. And in theater, it is in theaters too, if that's your thing. But, yeah, if you um, still, I mean, if you're like me and you still like going to the theaters, but um. I know that not everyone, ever some people, you know, a lot of people these days just like to stream. It's on Netflix, so uh, I don't know why you would watch it after listening to this whole thing. I would definitely recommend <laughs> seeing it before listening to it, but I guess it's too late now if you if, if that's the case. Because <laughs> the surprises in there, particularly Ben Affleck dying yes. kind of early on. <laughs> it was, you know, but it's still a good ride. It's a really fun ride. So um, that's that's wraps it up for... Uh, for Triple Frontier, we've got uh, a few other movies coming out in the next couple of weeks. Greta uh, will be out soon. Uh, the movie with um, Isabel Hubert and Chloe Grace Moretz. It's like a horror thriller movie. Um, and Nicole mm -hmm. and Jess will both be on for that one. So that, that'll be good. Uh, but uh, Nicole, anything else you want to add before we sign off? Um, no, I just thank you for pulling me out of my comfort zone to do this with you. It's pretty awesome. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I think this is going to be a, a good ride we go on here. Um, Absolutely. 
But uh, thank you again, Nicole. And uh, this is Brennan signing off. Uh, until next time, everyone, enjoy your movies. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.